They might sound like they belong in a Star Trek movie, but pulsed light, omic heating and high pressure processing are now being used in the food industry as manufacturers explore new ways to kill off harmful bugs and pathogens, while at the same time preserving texture, flavour and micronutrients. And one man who knows all about cutting-edge developments in this field is Camden BRI's New Products and Technology Section Manager, Craig Ledley, who joins me today at Food Manufacturers Emerging Food Safety Issues Conference in London. Craig, you've explored several novel processing technologies over the last few years. Which ones have the most potential in your view? Well, I think the great thing is that there are now a very wide range of um, options that are available to food manufacturers. Um, I've worked on ultra-high pressure processing for many years now, and I would certainly cite that as uh, one of the areas that's got most potential for uh, commercial food manufacturing. High pressure processing essentially uses pressure rather than heat to pasteurize foods. So we'll typically apply pressures of anywhere between uh, 150 to 600 megapascal, which will non-thermally pasteurize the food and give us food safety whilst preserving the colours, flavours and textures of the product. Let's try and get it as close as possible to a very high quality home cooked or restaurant quality type food. Um, high pressure's certainly got good, good potential. There are other options like omic heating, which will be a very rapid method of heating food, but it is still essentially a thermal process. So you'll only be able to go so far in terms of the quality benefits that you can get. The other problem, of course, is that you can get the heat quickly into the product using ohmic heating, but you are reliant on conventional cooling, and some of that product damage can happen in the cooling phase of the, uh, of the pasteurization or sterilization process. There's some interesting things about ozone. I don't know if you can tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, again, ozone processing is one of these technologies that's been around for a long time. Um, people will incorporate ozone into water, for example, so you can wash uh, foods and food contact surfaces with ozonated water. You can also flush ozone into packs, um, but we're working on a technology uh, with the University of Glasgow, which is very innovative uh, in, in the method that is used to generate ozone inside the pack. I can't really say too much about the uh, mechanics of how it works, but essentially we can generate ozone inside a sealed package. So it's a case of watch this space really for that one at the moment. Just a final question about pulsed electric fields. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, pulse electric field processing, again, has been around since the 1960s, as many of these technologies have been. But really, there's been a lot of advances in terms of the um, electronics capabilities, um, which have meant that pulse electric fields is now definitely a viable proposition as a commercial process. Essentially, um, it can be used to non-thermally pasteurize pumpable products. Um, it has some advantages in that it's a continuous process, but one disadvantage is, is that it's limited to pumpable products. There are, however, new developments in terms of the way that pulse electric fields can be generated and this could open up the possibility to, uh, to treat uh, products with pulse electric fields that are even uh, packaged or solid rather than just limited to pumpable products. So it sounds like uh, with some of these technologies they have been around for some time but it's a case of perhaps the second generation of the technology uh, opening the promise for more sort of commercially viable applications perhaps in future? Yeah. I think you know any new technology can take some considerable time to come to maturity. Um, I mean the classic example is high pressure being developed in 1895, um, and taking you know a considerable length of time to commercial fruition. But of course, as engineering uh, techniques improve, we're able to produce vessels more cost-effectively. Um, we can operate at higher pressures. Reliability is improved. So all of these factors come into play. Um, and start making some, some processes commercially viable that maybe weren't commercially viable 20 or 30 years ago. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that, Craig.
So while the business case for some of these technologies is more compelling than others, it looks like some of them at least have really got legs. So watch this space. This is Elaine Watson reporting for foodmanufacture.co.uk.